Um, for those of you who don't know who I am, uh, my name's Patrick. I'm curate here in Changdebury. Uh, thank you. Um, okay, so the topic that I want to talk about this morning is the topic of the ascension. Who can tell me what the ascension is? We should know from the skit. No, I'm not asking you, Johnny. I asked you last time. Okay, Johnny, what's the ascension? I'm asking you what the ascension is this time. Okay, so we all know what the ascension is, but it's interesting, isn't it? When we think about the cross and the resurrection, I don't know about you, but for me, often the ascension is kind of a secondary thing, and sometimes I don't even think about it at all. And what I want us to just think about for a moment is how important the ascension is um, in light of the cross and the resurrection. So the thing that I've found helpful is to think about the Trinity, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Now, if you remove one of those, everything changes. You remove God the Father. If there's no Father, we are all orphans. If you remove the Son, there's no salvation. If you remove the Spirit, there's no power, there's no relationship, and uh, there are no promises. So you can see just from that how important the three, the Trinity, are in terms of the Godhead. So when we're looking at the cross, if you, if you take away the cross, then the price for freedom still stands. It hasn't been paid. If you take away the resurrection, then Jesus is still dead. And there's no eternal life. And if there's no ascension, well, we're going to look at that and see how important it is. So for my mind, as I was thinking about this, what does it look like if Jesus didn't ascend, if he didn't go back to heaven? You may think of other things, but for me there were two things. The first is that he would still be walking around today in his resurrected but human body. And that would mean he could only be in one place at a time. I mean, in some ways if he was here, it'd be pretty awesome, but, <laughs> but he would only be here. Uh, the other thing is that, well, he would have died again. And if that had happened, what does that mean about the resurrection? What does that mean about eternal life? It kind of throws everything into question. So I hope you're beginning to see that um, the ascension actually is quite an important part of that trinity of cross, resurrection, and ascension. I'm going to pick out um, a few verses. So... Uh, quite a lot from John. I like John. John 14, where Jesus says, he basically says to his disciples, I am going to go to my father's house. I'm going to prepare a room for you. So he's obviously saying, I am leaving. I'm going back to where my father is in order to prepare a place for you. Um, in John 16, he's, he's so, so clear here. So he says, it's to your advantage that I go away. Because if I don't go away, then the helper doesn't come. And if the helper doesn't come, we're actually in quite a lot of trouble. Who is the helper? And what is the day? The day that he is talking about is um, the day of Pentecost. So without the ascension, 
there is no Pentecost. And so these, these things of um, just uh, God coming to live within us suddenly are not available anymore. In uh, John 14, 20, it says, In that day, you will know that I am in the Father, the Father's in me, and I am in you. Literally, he's come and made his home in us, the triune God. But the day is that Pentecost day. That's when it happened. And there were 120 people waiting in that upper room. Holy Spirit comes, fills them in such a dramatic way. And literally, it's God coming to make his home in each one of them and in each one of us. Now, without the ascension, there's no Pentecost. That doesn't happen. The thing that, one of the things that happens is our status changes. So, um, in Romans 8, it says, The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God and co-heirs with Christ. It's the Spirit that bears witness that we're children. That, he's the one that makes, us, makes the reality of that alive in us. We just know that we know. But more than that, we become co-heirs with Jesus. Now, if we're co-heirs, it means all that he has, we have access to. And the Father loves us with the same measure of love that he loves Jesus. That's stunning. But it's the Holy Spirit that makes that known to us. And our position changes. So Ephesians 2, it says, He raised us up with him and seated us with him in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So if Jesus didn't ascend, he's not seated at the right hand of the Father. And if he's not seated there, neither are we. So here's a quick question. Why didn't Jesus just go and disappear? Because we know he could do it because he did it um, in the room at Emmaus. Do you remember when the disciples were gathered and they, they all, well, quite a lot of them, met him for the first time in his resurrected body and then he just disappears. So why didn't he just disappear back up into heaven? Shall I answer that or try to answer that? Okay. Okay. Thanks, James. So one of, the, one of the things is I think it was really important. I think it was really important for the, the disciples to witness this. So I don't know if you, I'm sure with all the um, coverage recently about um, you know, Prince Philip and obviously the Queen's coronation. So we had Princess Elizabeth. In her coronation, she came up the aisle in Westminster Abbey. She was on her own, and she was walking up towards the throne. And there were witnesses either side. And as she sat on that throne, she became queen. And everything that is associated with that was placed on her. So I hope that sort of is a slight picture of what was happening. So instead of Jesus just like this, he ascended. It's a little bit like he stepped into the heavenly lift or elevator if you're American. And he pressed three for, for the third heaven. And up he went. 
but it was the disciples watching him as he was going up towards his throne and his glory and his kingship and everything that he set aside was placed back on him again. And what that means for us is that everything is under his feet now. And he intercedes, he mediates for us because he is back where he belongs. Interestingly, I think that part of this for the, for the disciples was the fact of literally seeing him. It, it just reinforced that the human Jesus was alive and going into heaven. So death really, really was conquered, which is amazing. But also that we have life everlasting and he is coming again because he is alive today. So it was a vital, vital aspect, I think, for the disciples just to be witnesses to him going up to glory. The final thing is it was a completion. So he, he descended to earth, became a baby. He left all his divine attributes behind, became fully, fully human. As we know from, is it Philippines 2 or Galatians 2? I can never remember. Philippians 2, that's right. Laid it all, emptied himself. So he was fully, fully human. Grew up, lived, died, was resurrected, and then returned, ascended to the Father again. It was completing the circle, which is why he declared, it is finished. Because it was. And that's good news for us. Because in doing that, he sends Holy Spirit and that means that God himself lives in us. We're reunited with him. The relationship is restored. And that we're invited to live the life that Jesus lived. In perfect union with the Father. Releasing the kingdom on earth. We declare here in Shankbury, one of our, one of our um, values is heaven is here. And we have the privilege of releasing that reality all around us, wherever we go. The reality of heaven is here, wholeness to people, soundness of mind, healed bodies, perfect relationship with the Father, being the people we were always designed to be. The ascension is good news. Awesome. Um, what Patrick's been speaking about, um, receiving God's presence, we're going to have a chance to do that now. Um, so why don't, we, why don't you put your arms out if you want to receive your hands out, just like this. And I'm just going to say a prayer and then we're just going to wait uh, for the Holy Spirit to, to come and fill us, fill us afresh. But just to encourage us all uh, this morning as a staff, uh, we had... A few words this morning and one of them was particularly uh, I think for this service which was face-to-face -face encounters with Jesus and so if you want that now's an opportunity so I'm just gonna pray and then we're just gonna wait so father just thank you that you're here thank you that you want to meet with us you want to meet with me and Jesus I just ask now that you would come and fill me afresh by your Holy Spirit <clears throat> 